This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Talenti Gelato and Sorbetto. You might know it as that amazing gelato and sorbetto that comes in a clear pint with a twist-off lid. But it's got a name, Talenti. You know, you should call it by name, because how would you like it if somebody called you that amazing, clever person with the cool pants, Matthew? Uh, I would hate that. That would be terrible. Stop calling me that, everybody. You are wearing pretty cool pants today. Matthew is wearing kind of like these, like, uh, kind of pinky melon colored shorts yes i am as you can see on this podcast yes so uh talenti comes in 33 exciting dense delicious flavors like sea salt caramel mediterranean mint and sicilian pistachio uh, and brand new ones like oatmeal raisin cookie, uh, salted peanut caramel, which we were eating during the ad a couple of weeks ago, you as know, you might recall. And I should add that I recently bought three quart size containers oh, of nice. the sea salt caramel for a party that I was helping to throw for a friend. And there was a quart left over. And I was so excited. Uh, yeah, especially it's been really hot here in Seattle. Yeah, and I, I imagine... If you go to YouTube, there's probably a video of Molly eating that entire <laughs> quart of Talenti Gelato. All by myself. That's right. <laughs> to find Talenti at a store near you, go to talentigelato.com. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about banana bread. I'm unwrapping a loaf right here. Unwrapping a loaf. And I have to say, before we get any further... I'm I'm a little nervous about doing this episode because I have made banana bread before. I like to eat banana bread, and yet I feel like I know very little about it. Like, I know that some people, like possibly even some of our hosts, are really into banana bread. Yes. And... I, I think this is going to have to be one of these episodes where you you like mold me the way uh, I the mold way... you in my likeness. <laughs> that's that's exactly it. You're gonna <laughs> yes. you're gonna Pygmalion the shit out of me. I am. Um, I was gonna say you were gonna mold me like Demi Moore molded that clay and was in turn molded by Patrick Swayze's able hands. Can I come? In the movie can Ghost? I come sit behind you and straddle you with my my manly thighs? Can you straddle someone <laughs> while sitting behind them? That seems complicated. It does seem complicated. But and fun. yes, and, and like and like show me how to form the loaf. Yes, I'll show you how to form the loaf. So Matthew, <laughs> let's talk about your memories. Oh god, this smells so good. Let's talk about your memories of of banana bread specifically. 
I definitely remember eating banana bread when I was a kid. It seemed like the thing I feel about banana bread is it's kind of foolproof and that makes it also kind of always the same and that's part of what makes it a comfort food. And I mean, I know you can like, I know you can mix in stuff and top which, it with which stuff. Which I have done today. But it's still, you know, I mean, you tell me. You're the you're the banana bread person. Well, so, I mean, it's kind of weird that I became the banana bread person because I've never liked bananas that much. And as a kid, I really disliked bananas. And um, my first exposure to banana bread was at my best friend Jennifer's house. Her mom, Linda, is kind of famous for, like, a few specific baked goods. Like, Linda makes an awesome banana nut bread. Uh-huh. Very classic. She also makes this awesome, like, cinnamon roll situation at Christmas time. Where is her house located? Can can listeners go there? Linda now lives in Florida. Okay. Yeah, very far away from us, Matthew, I'm sorry to say. And well, but we have listeners in Florida. She also makes a chocolate cream pie that's quite delicious. Oh, I love chocolate cream pie. I love Linda. Shout out to you, Linda Pascal. Anyway, um, I grew up eating banana bread over at Jennifer's house, and it was just so delicious. And I, I think I had a hard time believing that something so tasty could come from something so disgusting. Oh, like a banana. Like a banana. So that was my early experience with banana bread. Clearly, it left quite the impression. I've never seen my mom make banana bread. I don't know if my mom made banana bread or not. I didn't ask her before the episode. See, the other thing, the other reason I, I'm a little nervous is I was going to make banana bread, but I bought these bananas days ago, and they're you can see they're not ready for banana bread Oh, I, I would use those. Oh, banana. you would use those? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, you know, the darker the better, but these, so what we're looking at right now are solidly quite ripe um, with a good number of brown speckles on them. You can use that. You can get away with it. Okay, so I see, I think of banana bread material as being like too ripe to eat like brown yeah i rarely let them get fully brown i let them get very very speckly and then i then i put them in the freezer and then what comes out as we've discussed so many times scariness of all scary things the most scary thing is a defrosted frozen banana yeah i mean listeners if you have never had this experience i didn't until myself until a few years ago of freezing a banana and then defrosting and like squeezing the oozy frozen banana out of the peel seriously just do it because everything you're in your life will seem a lot better after having had that experience it's a very cleansing experience yes yeah. yeah yeah catharsis I it's think yeah it's like right seeing word. a horror movie but like having a horror movie in your hands yeah i mean this is like basic basic stuff matthew you know it's right up there with like zucchini bread gingerbread pumpkin bread what is more all-american than pumpkin bread or uh, banana bread nothing I, I would say banana bread is probably my favorite favorite of those i think i was real skeptical of zucchini bread when i was a kid and it wasn't that i didn't like it it was just like how could i like it when it has zucchini in it yeah you know yeah. What I think is so cool about banana bread is that... What isn't cool about banana bread is one of the coolest quick breads. So what is it about the banana that makes it create all these little brown flecks I knew you were going to say that. And we should definitely Wikipedia this, Matt. Okay, let's pause. Pause. Okay, well, we just spent some time Googling, and our answer is we don't know why yeah. there are those little dark fiber specks kind of things in your banana bread. Yeah, maybe maybe a food scientist can weigh in. I mean, I, my best guess, based on what we just uh, looked up, is that it it's some sort of oxidation reaction, similar to why bananas turn brown when you leave them out. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, so basically, oh, so most ban- so good. most banana breads, I, I think it's very common. So this, this one has um, candied ginger and chocolate in it. 
I regret mm. to say the chunks of candy ginger are much bigger than I would usually leave them. I was making this with a almost three-year-old in the midst of, of potty training her. Oh, boy. And I could not deal with um, chopping up candied ginger. So we just slung it in there. Anyway, that's what, what we've been doing a lot with lots of things this week. Just slinging it. Just slinging it in there. Great. In general, I tend to think of all these quick breads being made with oil as a like a more yeah. moistening agent. And baked goods made with oil, you know, cakes, quick breads, these kinds of things, it, it, it makes them very, very moist. This one does not use oil. Oh. This uses uh, melted butter and full fat yogurt. Nice. I don't, you know, is this any different from like a cake? How's a quick bread different from a cake, Matthew? Hmm. I think it's denser. Um, yeah. I mean, I think a cake is more. But I mean, there's so many kinds of cakes. Let's just say it's a cake. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is really good. Anyway, this is the recipe. I don't that, mind the big ginger chunks at all. This is the recipe that's in my first book, A Homemade Life. Or as Brandon likes to think of it as a ho-made life. Because <laughs> Brandon is the most mature person in my life. Anyway, so what, what do you like in your banana bread? I am not. Well, let me talk about what I don't like. Oh, please. Not a fan of nuts. Really? Yes, and I know banana walnut is the most classic, mm-hmm. and I'll and I'll eat it if there's no other banana bread to be had. But uh-huh. I wouldn't put them in myself. I mean, I would put them in myself. I like eating walnuts. I just don't like them in combination with banana bread. What about other nuts? No, I think I don't want nuts. Okay, what about chocolate? Some, I could. Some people feel that what I've done here is true sacrilege. Uh, I'm fine with putting chocolate in anything. I'm just not one of those people who gets upset about putting chocolate in things. Okay, that's I, cool. I like that about you. I think probably if you go back to some previous episode, you can find me getting upset about putting chocolate in things. I contain multitudes, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mostly multitudes of different kinds of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is something you've ever tried. Uh, could you like put a nut butter in banana bread? I feel like I, I would like I the peanut, nut flavor. Peanut butter, peanut butter would be really cool. Uh, peanut butter and banana, that's not a good combination. Oh, terrible. Just kidding. Terrible. Mm. On my blog, I've made something ridiculous, like six different types of banana bread. Which one was ridiculous? Well, I mean, it's ridiculous that I've made six types of them, Matthew. Don't you think it's ridiculous? Um, Molly's blog is, is uh, bananabreadblog.com. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, let me tell you about them because they're all really different and they're all really delicious. There's this one recipe I got from Bon Appetit. Oh, you're going to tell me about all six of them? Go for I, it. I don't remember them all. Okay, anyway. one, go. One, go. Okay. Okay. This one's got cinnamon in it and it's got a cinnamon sugar topping. It's um, from the, the cafe called... Bake Sale Betty, I think, in Oakland. That's a great name Isn't for a that cafe. A great name. And uh, the recipe was I run in, meat bake in sale Bon Appetit. Betty. It's got basically, I think it's called like banana bread with a cinnamon crumble topping or something. Then there's this other one that is really subtle. I've wait, never... wait, wait. We, we let Bake Sale Betty go by too quick because I feel like a Bake Sale Betty is like a type of person, not just like one person. Like you know, I want to be right, like, Bake Sale there Betty. There are a couple of real Bake Sale Bettys. Like, that seems like a real <laughs> high compliment. You know, that seems like the kind of mom who volunteers for all kinds of stuff at school and is really hot. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? A real Bake Sale Betty. Yeah. It, it's too bad we as a society don't have a term for a mom who's really hot. <laughs> it's really too bad we mm-hmm. don't. Um, I keep I keep nudging Brandon, asking him if I am that thing, and he refuses to commit. Really, really? Why? I mean, I don't know. I think he thinks I'm being stupid. Or, or is it? Is he afraid that it's like a trap that like it implies like a woman of a certain age? No, I, I think that I would consider it a compliment. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so then there's this other banana bread that's from um, a book called Home Baking by Jeffrey Alford oh, sure. and Naomi Duguid. Is that how you pronounce her name? Um, I think it's D- I, D- I've met her. Duguid? I think it's Duguid. God, I'm an idiot. 
anyway. She, yeah, she blurbed my book. Do I know how to pronounce her name for sure? Not really. Anyway, their recipe has some coconut in it, some rum. Nice. It has demerara sugar on top. It's like super subtle and different from all other banana breads. It's really cool. So wait, was that two or three? I think we're at three, including the one we have today. Then there's this one that is really strange in that, and this sounds like it's going to be all wrong. It doesn't have any butter or oil. <laughs> it doesn't have any banana in it. <laughs> it's the craziest <laughs> banana bread you've ever heard of. Oh, it's like the uh, apple Ritz cracker apple pie, only banana bread. Please <laughs> yeah. continue. Yeah. It doesn't have any eggs or butter or oil. So it's kind of a strange texture. It's like a little bready. Mm. And it seems like it would be very lean. But it's really moist from all the banana, and you put cinnamon in there, and cinnamon sugar on top, and a whole bunch of chocolate chips in it, and it is delicious. All right. So that's four, and I can't remember anymore, and who cares? Okay, I'm going to guess what five and six were. Okay. Uh, number five is deep fried. You take, uh, it's like- it's You take like, Elvis. You take Elvis. And you resurrect him. And you, and you send him into the kitchen- and uh, you spread he, some peanut butter on toast and um, put bananas in it, and, and then you fry it. And then you teach him about YouTube, and he sits in a chair for the rest of his second life. The sixth one is oh god, I got nothing here. Uh, it's a it's a drink. It's yes. A, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You make the batter. You make a thin ba- banana bread batter. You put a big one of those fat like uh, bubble tea straws in it. <laughs> Recipe complete. This episode is brought to you by Graze.com. Graze wants to show you the tasty side of healthy snacking. Now, Graze.com is a snack service. Think of it as like Netflix for snacks. Yes. You know, so you basically go to their website. Well, Matthew, you've done it. Tell us about it. Okay, I've got we've got some Graze snack boxes right here in front of us. I'm so excited to crack them open. The idea is you sign up, and then once a month, or however often you want, they send you a box of snacks. Based on the preferences you've indicated online. Right, they have over 100 different snacks to choose from, and they'll, they'll put together an assortment that fits your preferences. They've got things like, um, well, let's see what we've actually got here. Poppy seed pretzels with chocolate hazelnut dip. Oh, I want that. Oh, strawberries and cream granola topper. I just opened the punchy protein nuts. Ooh, lemon drizzle flapjack. This is a rustic rolled oat flapjack with zesty lemon and yogurt drizzle. Kind of looks like a bento box. Right. You know, this. I think of this as the ideal thing to be able to like throw in your carry-on bag, throw in your tote bag, throw in your briefcase, take to work, take on the plane, take to the zoo with your kids. Yeah, take to the zoo. Take to the zoo, young whippersnappers. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned the briefcase because, as you know, I'm a high-powered <laughs> business person and I carry an attache wherever I go. I'm also an international spy, and my attache is full of Gray's snacks. Oh, this one is um, – this is like soft dried apple pieces oh. with caramel sauce. Oh, I want that one. This looks awesome. And I have to say that I find the packaging really beautifully designed, which pleases me on a a whole other level. It really does. I like how you pull out the snack and then underneath there's like a beautiful landscape photo. I just feel like I'm going on vacation when I'm eating graze.com tasty, healthy snacks. Okay, so uh, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to graze.com. That's G-R-A-Z-E.com. Don't spell it like Gray's Anatomy. <laughs> and you will get a free trial box. Yes, we are talking about free snacks sent to your house. We use the special code MILK, graze.com, code MILK, for your free snack box. So thanks, graze.com. Do you, do you spread your banana bread with anything? Mm, like a glaze or like spread on a slice? Either way. I mean, would you spread cream cheese on it? 
Would you toast it and put butter on it? You know, oh my gosh, Renee Erickson at the Whale Winds here in Seattle, a restaurant here in Seattle, she makes a zucchini bread. <laughs> she pan fries slices of this zucchini bread in butter and sprinkles it with flaky salt and serves that as a dessert in her restaurant. So you get this like super crispy, buttery exterior, that wonderful zucchini bread flavor, and then like salt. It's so good. I bet that, you could do that with banana bread. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, I, I definitely like toasted banana bread. You know, it doesn't it doesn't get super crispy usually, but like it gets a nice caramelized flavor. I and don't think I've ever toasted it. It's good. We should. Well, if we do this one, the, the chocolate will get weird, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and like melt into my toaster and ruin everything. Mm-hmm. So let's not do that. Okay. But if I had come through with some regular plain banana bread, then we could have done that. So let's think about what might have been. Mm-hmm. Cream cheese. I like the idea and I like cream cheese in a lot of things. Like, you know, I love cheesecake like any normal person. Um, I love cream cheese frosting. Um, the idea of just spreading cream cheese on something like edges like into a, my- Like a bagel? Yeah, like that's that's into like my condiment phobic side. Oh my God, wait a minute. What do you put on a bagel, Matthew? Oh, nothing usually. Um, I, I like a toasted bagel with butter or a plain bagel. Wow, okay. We've never done a bagel episode. I think we would have to maybe make bagels. I think that is like... Which I've done. Well, I mean, we do cook things and eat them all here and not share them. So I guess if we're going to cook bagels, I want to eat them all and not share them. So maybe we should do it for the show. Wait, are you saying you're not going to share them with me? Well, no, I mean, if we make them, it just means we get to eat them all and we don't have to share them with these listeners, these the riffraff. The raff. The raff. We call them for short. The kids today are calling them the raff. (laughs) I'm running out <laughs> Which of things. Is the Royal Air Force. This is like this is like the episode um, where we were doing homemade ice cream, and the reason why you don't remember that episode, dear listener, is that it was so boring because I was the only one who knew anything about making ice cream at home, and Matthew just was. I think this episode's going fine. What are you talking about? I'm having episode anxiety. I came up with two amazing banana bread variations that you've never tried before. <laughs> Great. Deep fried and drinkable. Great. Um, I uh, Yeah, there's some, um, uh, have you tried new Gogurt banana bread? It's, it's <laughs> banana bread batter in a tube. I think that's probably coming soon yeah. to a grocer's freezer case near you. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, um, what, in what context, like, do you eat banana bread? I mean, I know you, it's, it's the kind of thing you, like, have around the house because it lasts, it lasts on the counter very well for a few days, you know, so, so you'll eat a piece at home. I mean, so, you, so here's my thing. Yeah. Like, what you is know, your thing? I, I think that, like many people with children, I always have bananas in the house. And inevitably, they go off faster than I want them to. And so then I find that I have this big stockpile of frozen bananas in the freezer. And then I just make banana bread, like, just to eat it. So I don't really, like, make it for a special occasion. Like, See, here's, here's the thing. I, I think the reason I don't make banana bread more often is because I make banana muffins, which we talked about on the muffin episode. Wait a minute. So if, if you have lots of experience making banana muffins, that is basically banana bread just is like it? in a let's, different pan. Let's get into that. Because I think banana muffins are a little different. And in they're fact, a little lighter. When I make banana muffins, they don't tend to get the brown flecks, and I don't know why. What? Yeah. What goes into your banana muffins? Let's see. Uh, bananas, uh, buttermilk, flour, sugar, egg, that what, uh, huh. leavening. Well, I was going to say maybe there's something about the acidity of the buttermilk, but then again, my banana bread uses yogurt. And you would think that the acidity of that would... I think maybe the amount of banana in banana muffins is is less proportionally than the amount of banana I in banana bread. I have three bananas in here. I mean, of course, I know you can take a banana bread batter and, and make muffins with it. 
Yeah, I usually use a banana and a half for, well, like three bananas for a whole pan of muffins. So, no, that's about the same. It's about the same. Your banana muffins are a true mystery to me, Matt. Yeah, I should have made, I think, did I make banana muffins when we did the muffin episode? I think maybe you did. We'd have you to made turn some sort of time. delicious muffin. If I could find a way. <laughs> oh, do you remember that video? It's amazing. It's, we it's, should link to that oh, video. Oh, we absolutely should link to that video. She looks outstanding. Yes, I I wear that outfit all the time. <laughs> me too. Me, Matthew and I'm I, wearing Matthew it now. and I share it. Yes. Yeah. I want it back. We have like a timeshare kind of situation on Cher's outfit. Right, we can only me. afford one. It was yes. very expensive even though it consists of 3 ounces of material. <laughs> <laughs> all right, do we have do we have I don't anything think else? We have anything else to say here. Okay. I um, feel like we have squeezed the old banana dry. I mean, banana bread, it's a it's a hearty loaf. It's like pound cake, sort of. It is. Um, and, and I find that, like, you know, sometimes they're even heavier than this. Like, sometimes, you know, banana bread can be so moist, sometimes it's almost kind of, like, gluey. I think that's a problem. It is, yes. Yeah, and, and like, a slightly underbaked banana bread is re- a real, real sad thing. How do you feel about finding chunks of banana in your hmm. banana bread versus, like, smooth banana that is fully incorporated? I do not want to find chunks of banana in the banana bread. I think the textural contrast is way, way wrong for me. <laughs> I love how serious I got, you got yes, all of a sudden. Yes, like, Matthew I, was I like, feel more strongly whoa. about this than any other issue. <laughs> whoa, everybody. Let's talk about, like, immigration, abortion, all these things. Let's Pale. talk about all those things on Pale this show. in comparison to Matthew's feeling about whether you should make your banana bread with chunks of banana do people, or Do stuff. people deliberately yes, leave chunks? some people, when they're mashing up their banana, deliberately leave it chunky. They do. I had no idea. And other people like mash the crap out of it to make it really smooth. I think you got to mash the crap. I love mashing bananas, by the way. You do. Maybe maybe uh, my feelings I about I feel like you have a long future ahead of you of making banana bread. I'm going to make some as soon as well, okay, you said those bananas are ready. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> I'll be back in in an hour. <laughs> okay. I don't even know how long it takes. It probably takes less than that. Yeah. Uh at least to get it into the oven. Um, yeah, the, the, taking a potato. Do you mash your bananas with a potato masher? That's no. how I do it, and so I love it. I tend to do it with a fork. Okay. I, t- I used to use a potato masher. You only really need a potato masher. Do you use an egg beater? <laughs> you, you only really need a potato masher if they're on the firm side, like yours over there. But if you frozen how them. Dare you? If how you, dare you say my bananas are on the firm side? <laughs> if, you, if you defrost them and then mash them, they are like, you know, you could pretty much. Oh, sure. You could pretty much mash banana. them just by looking at them too hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, they dribble out of the peel. Yes. Yeah. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Graze.com, the snack service that wants to show you the tasty side of healthy snacking. They want to show you, and they're going to show you, because you're going to go to Graze.com, that's G-R-A-Z-E.com, create your own snack profile, and they will send you a free box of snacks to your specifications. Just use the code MILK. That's Graze.com. Milk. Because, you know, no matter how much you love banana bread, and Lord knows I love banana bread. Oh, God, do we know. I don't always have banana bread on hand. And in those cases, it would be really nice to just have some snacks arrive at my door, graze.com style. Then what are you waiting for? Uh, You can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com, where we will post links to uh, the chocolate and ginger banana bread that we had today, as Mm -hmm. well as uh, five other banana bread recipes, (laughs) one of which may or may not be drinkable. And um, you can also find us on iTunes, where you probably already found us, but maybe you haven't left us a 
<laughs> Maybe you haven't left us a review yet. And, you know, your reviews mean a lot to us. So do it. Yeah, they mean a lot to me personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, the positive ones. I mean, you know, when I'm having a bad day, I just go read all our reviews. Is that true? No, I I don't read any kind of reviews anywhere no. because God forbid you should come upon a bad one and then it will ruin your day for like two months. Absolutely. So, yeah. So please leave us a nice review. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, uh, the podcast that is sometimes described as a pilf. That's a podcast I'd like to Facebook friend. (laughs) I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. I'm drooling and spitting at the same time. (laughs) Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle.